John Fitch here. John Fitch knows nothing. Oh, I got to sneeze. Got a sniffle. Oh, you're breaking the rain. Maybe it's uh, pollen's coming. Oh, it's not raining. You can't hear the rain. Thank goodness. But we had the uh, the time reset, a silly time reset that we're still doing for no reason at all. And um, it's bright outside. So that was a trip today coming out to do my recording, do this uh, broadcast and the light's still on outside. That was a little wild. It's a little different. It's like, am I in, am I in Alaska in the summertime or wintertime, whenever they get the long, long days that never end? But still, why do we do this? Why do we still do this? There's no reason. <clears throat> I think it's just to mess with us, just to show that they have power over us and they can mess with our lives. They can, we can just create the time out of nowhere, change it. Suckers. All right, man. <laughs> How's everybody doing? We had fights. We had some fights uh, over the weekend. Bellator put on a show, a really good show. Uh, it was very enjoyable. There was good fights on there. We'll have to do some talks, have some discussions about the validity of the UFC's you know, top guys, the title holders being the best guys in the world, actually. Are they? Now, don't get me wrong. You have to be con you have to be in the UFC to be considered the best. No one's ever going to call you pound for pound best ever if you spend your whole career over Bellator. Spend 15 years or so in Bellator stomping people. You're, you're never going to get the nod that you would if you were doing it in the UFC. That's the perception that's been built up, you know, over the last decade or so, that the UFC is the end-all, be-all for most people, even though they've been controlling rank, title, and ascension to title for so long that maybe they've watered down their athletes and watered down their sport, watered down their champions, delegitimized the belts, What's the chance? What's the chances? But then you have a weird scenario where the highest paying promotion, the promotion that makes the absolute most amount of money, doesn't have real champs then. And the, and the best fighters in the world are somewhere else. <laughs> it, means, it means more to put on a show and be a pro wrestler and perform than it does to be good at fighting now. Is that what's happening? Man, I don't know. Let's cover. Let's cover these. Let's talk about some of these fights. Let's talk about some of the fights. We can talk about some of the deep card for Bellator. We're going to talk about the deep card because San Jose is home to AKA, and a lot of other great gyms are in the Bay Area. And Scott Coker has always done a pretty good job of integrating local fighters into his shows wherever he's putting on a show he knows it's going to get out more butts in the seats he's going to make more from the local concessions and all that stuff so he he puts a little extra effort into bringing in local talent so if you did not know from listening <laughs> to the announcers stroke these guys 
from being local. We'll cover we'll cover some of these local guys, but we'll cover some of the you know there's some good fights also. Um, let me start with here. It was uh, middleweight, I believe. Middleweight Tiago Haig. Tiago Haig is uh, tall, good reach, knows how to grapple, pretty good stand up. He's green. He's got a lot to learn. Uh, he was fighting Adam Wamsley, and he got the submission. Tiago's tough. I, I said before, keep an eye on him on mixed mental mindset or mixed martial mindset with Jason Burmis. This last week on the show, I mentioned that Theo Haig was somebody to keep an eye out for. Continue to do that. He is now 2-0 and in MMA. His first fight was with Bellator, so let's see what they do. I think I think Coker will do a better job with promoting him and uh, building him up, get him to like ten and zero before he starts making him fight killers, because he's got a he's got to build grassroots following with Theo right there because he doesn't have like the collegiate accolades to go off of. Um, <clears throat> also, another local guy, Laird Anderson, came in overweight, I think. But he was able to finish off Rogelio Luna, who got the choke. And um, Laird has a, a younger brother. The Anderson bros are pretty tough here in the San Jose area. Um, neither of these guys are AKA guys or uh, San Jose guys. But this was a fun fight. This light heavyweight fight, Julius Anglicus and uh, Dov Letzen. Yag Shemirdov. Yag Shemirdov was a tank. Moved how to, moved really well for a big guy. I wasn't expecting him to move as well as he was. Um, I would like to see him sit down and bite down a little bit and move forward on some more of his punches, but he was he was moving a lot, moving well. Got the decision win there. Those heavyweights. And it's always fun to watch heavyweights because you never know. Or is that light heavy? Yeah, it was light heavy. My bad. Yeah, I was surprised because Yag Shemirov looked like a looked like a heavyweight. <laughs> he looked like a he looked like a heavyweight. He looked big. Um, but yeah, light heavyweights, and they need they need new blood in light heavyweight, so that'll be good. Throw him in there, and then we have Tony Johnson, Khalid Murta Zalev. Murtazaliev. Man. Murtazaliev threw a push kick. He threw a push kick at Tony Johnson, and Tony went to parry it. And this is one of those techniques that people always taught me. They taught me in Muay Thai. Kickboxers taught me. Everybody in MMA taught me. I've never been a big fan of it because I didn't like, I don't like when they throw the push kick, I don't like dropping a hand. You're dropping a hand. When you have guys that can do that, that question mark kick, like Lisman did in, in, in this fight, we'll talk about that later. But when you can do that question mark kick, or when you can pull the kick back and Superman punch, different different things that you can mix up to where when they when they drop that hand, there's nothing here to defend. I don't, I'm not a big fan of it. And in this case, Tony Johnson went to scoop that leg out and he ended up breaking. He broke, he broke his bone, broke his uh forearm. In one place right here, as he chopped to move the arm out of the way, he broke that. And that's why he kind of just folded 
after uh, he closed the distance, after his opponent closed the distance and got to the grappling, he, there wasn't much left for him to do. His, his uh, form was built pretty bad. If you look on his Instagram, you can see a picture of that. Maybe I should maybe I should look for the picture and show you guys. Want to see that? I don't know what's going on if uh, the chats aren't linked up or whatever, but I'm not I'm not seeing any chats here in uh, YouTube. I got one in uh, the Rockfin, but I don't know. Sometimes the 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 stuff is just not doing it right. Let's see if my test is this working. Test. There we go. Brian T's in there. Test. Ah, host. I wrote test. Brian T. He's testing it out for me. It works. All right. All right. Let's see if I can. I'm gonna see if I can find find this right here. Um. I think he put a, a post on his Instagram, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I'm not seeing it now. Maybe it was a story. Nope. Nope. I don't know where he put it. I thought he. Uh, I thought he put his thing up here. But I am incorrect. We'll. Uh, Maybe it was on uh, Twitter. Oh well, sorry for the false alarm. I swore he put a he put a poster up, he put a picture up, and it was a uh, um, X-ray of the arm, and it was broke. So I don't, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that that, that leg parry to try to sweep the leg at. I feel like that that that's a, that's a risk by taking you're taking your hand down and you're also shin versus forearm. I don't like I don't like that. It's just Big stick versus little stick. I don't like those odds. I I would rather I like to I like to keep my hands up and give my elbow because when they that push kick they end up hitting hitting that elbow. I didn't feel good in the ball of your foot, and if you catch a toe, that hurts even worse. And it takes less accuracy <laughs> for me. I can just turn in. If even if it goes to the outside of, the, of my elbow, it's gonna go on the outside of me and not gonna hit anything soft. You know, I I just I would rather cover, give them elbow, give them elbows. But yeah, he went to sweep that leg out and, and broke his arm. That's awful, awful. Um. Still, he hung out there. <laughs> you know, he hung out and, and only got decisioned for that fight. Cass Bell came in really heavy. Still ended up losing a split decision. That's tough. Lost 20% of his purse and the fight. No bueno. And then Enrique Barzola. He trains, a.k.a. Um, he's a stud, man. He good. He's good everywhere. He can stand and fight. Wrestling's pretty good. Submission stuff, pretty good. Wins the unanimous decision here. Uh, Barzola's, he's one of the funner guys to watch fight, quite honestly. If you get a chance to see Enrique fight, do. Because I don't think I've seen a slow fight. And then we get into the main, the main card. And I have to 
I have to give credit where credit is due. I have to give credit where credit is due. Because this is, this MVP, this MVP kick was masterful. It was unique, and it sounded like with the interviews leading up to it that he had practiced this, and this was an intentional kick that he was trying to do. It was, this is like kung fu level ninja stuff, quite honestly. Much, much respect, nothing but respect. You know, I've, I've given criticisms of MVP before, but this is um, an exceptional performance. Yamaguchi is a tough competitor. I will say that once again, when you are retreating, when you're fighting backwards, when you're moving backwards, you're going to have a hard time winning against guys like MVP. You've got to be moving forward. The guys that beat him are the guys that move forward. You got to move forward. And when he got kicked with that kick, it looked like he was moving backwards. He lifted the leg to check, but it was a soft check. It was he was just soft checking, just picking the leg up. Leg wasn't tensed. He was relaxed. And that kick came up at an angle. It's like if this was his bottom leg, and this is his top leg, and this is the knee where my fingers touch. Right? He kicked the bottom leg at, near the knee. So the bottom leg kind of shot back like that, right? I, I, that's kind of what I think happened is that, that he kicked the bottom leg and the, and the bone kicks back like that. Might have sheared ACL, uh, separated meniscus, torn meniscus, or, you know, popped in meniscus that was already torn. Could have bruised the patella. There's a lot of, a lot of things that could have happened in there because that leg was soft. If he would have been planted or hard or structurally hard, framed with the leg, with a hard check moving forward, I don't think that same type of injury would have happened. I don't think the same thing could have happened. But that was crazy, man, because he, he he moved him he moved him to get, get him going backwards, and then he chopped him up. But again, if he wasn't Yamaguchi's not moving straight back, that doesn't happen. He, more, he needed more of a hard circle or move forward, move forward. Don't let don't let him uh, force you into his game because that's what he wants, man. He wants you running. He wants you to chase him, and then he wants you to run straight back. He's long, so he's gonna he's gonna end up being able to move way faster, a lot quicker forward than you can backwards. And he's gonna catch you. Yep, you said it, Vanguard. We're here. Hit the like button. Let's do it. Hit the like button, guys. Let's go. Let's do it. You know the algorithm's not helping. They uh, kicked me off of YouTube's for a few days, <laughs> and now now I'm reinstated and the strike's gone. It's a warning, but like I don't understand why it's a warning because it's still a the video. You can watch it. It's just behind the uh, age restriction. Yes, that's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. I might, I might try to do a thing with Chris Lytle for like a pre-fight thing or something. Maybe if it's possible. Spidey Sense says dislocated kneecap. I, I don't know. I think it was too low for the kneecap to do anything to the kneecap. Quite honestly, kneecaps are pretty tough. But um, I haven't read anything about what happened. I, don't, I like what the diagnosis or what the final thing is or X-rays. I did see Tony Johnson had his. His x-rays of his arm, so we know that. Uh, 
Yep, I received a strike for one of my Learn to Fight videos. And I, I, whatever, asked for a manual view, and they said, oh, no, definitely. And then I complained to um, Team YouTube on Twitter, and they looked into it and, and fixed it. I think I had a blue, I had a case of the blue hairs looking over my stuff. You can't show fighting. <gasps> Clutch my pearls. Um, yes, okay. Yeah, so yeah, the, the Michael Page Yamaguchi was anticlimactical, <laughs> you know, it was over before it started. Um, and this is one of the bigger fights of the night was Valentin Moldovsky and Linton Vassell. And surprisingly, Vassell was able to knock <laughs> Valentin down. He, he caught him, stunned him for a second, got top position, and it just was relentless on top. He took advantage of the position he got to and was not giving it up smartly. You got you to gotta smell the blood in the water and be relentless. So it's going to be interesting. Do they do a rematch or who's, who's up for it now? Who's got the next... Was it Bader for the title shot? And next guy, he's fighting uh, Vassal Bader, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Um, and then uh, Musayev Shabli. Shabli's tough, but seemed like he was kind of being very uh, elusive. Shabli's a Bay Area guy. He's being very elusive. Wasn't engaging as much. Uh, Musayev is a killer, man. Straight killer. He's a goat-faced assassin, man. And Shabley was able to um, not get too damaged or, or get himself into a slugfest or put in a bad position where Musayev could do a lot of damage. But it was a little bit slower of a fight. And then round three comes, and we have an incidental nut shot, which is I don't understand the rules behind this because – yeah, I guess he so he threw a normal legal strike, hit him in his chest or in the solar plexus, and the and the foot comes down, and hits him nuts. That's incidental. So it wasn't like he. So I guess that's the deal. The, the separation is if I meant to throw a punch and then the punch misses its cue and hits you in the nuts, that's that's bad. But if I throw a punch and uh, it hits you in the knee hard and then glances up into your nuts, does that mean no? Or, uh, like, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's got to be more of a direct nut shot, I guess. <laughs> you must you must receive a, a fully direct nut shot for there to be a foul, I guess, if that's the rule. Mm, See, so, yeah, the fight... Ended. Uh, Musaya was not able to continue, and the crowd was like, "What, Tofik? What the fake was that?" Five minutes isn't enough to recover from incident. Like I, I have a hard time giving a lot of sympathy for that because I know what technology is available. I understand that you can buy a steel cup that ties on, and that was that was I had one twenty years ago. That was what was available 20 years ago, and it worked marvelously, wonderfully. You got you to gotta tie it on tight, and you got to tie it up your butt like a G-string, 
and it protects your nuts and it's metal and I would feel safe at Nancy Pelosi's house hanging out with her husband. I'd feel I'd be feel safe with the hammers around. <laughs> Cuz it's a, it's a well-fitting cup. It's put on correctly. It's a tool that does its job if you have the tool on correctly. If you're if you're using the tool right. If you're not using the tool right, then yeah, it's you're going to get hit in the nuts and it's going to hurt. And it, it's a little frustrating because I know that I know the technology exists. I know you can get a cup. You know, if you're super worried about it, why don't maybe start a company that makes custom shaped steel cups so you can find the perfect fit for your nuts and you won't have to worry about getting your nuts splattered. How about that? Hmm. You got custom mouthpieces and stuff, custom shorts. If you got if you got a good fitted steel cup on tied on correctly, you should be good. Incidental toes slip down shouldn't shouldn't bother you. You should be all right, man. Grow up, guys. Grow up. Grow up. <laughs> Get the right cup. Put it on right. Put your damn shit on right. Then we get into the main event. Main event of the night, Usman Nurmagomedov. This guy is um, cold-faced baby, cold-blooded baby-faced assassin, right? Cold-blooded, cold-blooded baby-faced. He looks like a teenager. He is just calm, cool, collective. You can't, you can't make this kid sweat. You cannot break his concentration, and he just comes out and performs, and he's smooth. He's smooth with it. He puts you away. He does crazy stuff, and then he cracks a little tiny smile, a little, little, little tiny smirk, and that's all you get. He's he's a beast, and it's wild to see the um, the stylistic difference between him and the other Nurmagomedovs that it's it's very interesting to see that they're all very dominant in their own respective ways they're not carbon copies of each other it's not the same style same techniques it's the same i mean same techniques but it's a different set of those techniques used together so it's um it's pretty cool to see to see these guys out there mixing it up doing the things they're doing I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. Life's good, guys. Life's good. That's that's the um it's the Bellators. It's the Bellators. And we can argue, <clears throat> we can talk about this, put that little bee in your bonnet, think about it. Um how much how much could the Bellator top guys compete with the UFC top guys? I feel that there's a huge gap in between like some of the top guys. You've got um one, you know, one one to four guys in each weight class that could compete or have a guy who may be better than the the best guy at the UFC. Honestly, but like it's pro wrestling. It's all pro wrestling. The guys don't get to own their titles. They're not really in control of ascension. It's all up to the 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 promoter. It's all up to the monopolized owner and 
you might not, you know, they already have somebody who who's cast in your role. They don't need you. So now the better guy is fighting for another promotion for less money. It's wild. Lee the Flea is saying, uh, oh, what was he here? It says, Lee the Flea says, well, we know how Bader fares versus Jones. Well, maybe not at heavyweight. A little extra gas in the tank, a little extra, little extra cargo. I mean, I would gas in the tank, a little extra cargo, <laughs> a little extra stress in the gas in the tank. You know, carrying that belly around, maybe Bader's more used to it, more suited for it. Who knows? Who knows? We'll never know. I got money that I'd like to put on it to watch. I might want to watch it. I'd watch it. Bader Jones heavyweight. Why not? How many heavyweights in the UFC would you want to watch fight? Daigonu's not there anymore. Who's left? Let him watch. Let him, let him fight Bader. I want to watch him fight Bader. Um, yeah, but like, how does Vassal, how does Vassal stack up? Um, Shabli, Masayev, all those guys, the Magamadab. How do you, uh, how do those guys, how much does Nurmagomedov stack up against other 55 pounders? What does Nurmagomedov versus Chandler look like? What does Usman versus Chandler look like? I don't know. I don't know. We may never be allowed to see it. All right, before we go into UFC, guys, I'm going to, I'm going to show you the stuff. I got some new stuff you guys should check out. You see the stuff? Right? I have the robot dogs. I told you about the robot dogs. But I also have these nice um, don't let gravity win shirts. Fight back, lift. You got the hat, the mug. Um, this is just the special accessories page I'm showing you. I've got T-shirts and all that stuff. You see the Obey stuff. I've got... It's your fault. This is what's written on. It's actually a photo of it. This is what's written on my wall in my gym. It's your fault. That way you can practice uh, complete and total ownership of your life and your choices. The Fitch Smash logo on stuff. This is just the accessories. You can get you can get all kinds of trucker hat, buttons, stickers. Oh, even the little thing for your dog. Isn't that great? Uh, there's t-shirts of course also you just got to go explore look around check out the links in the description below um this is the lesser hairy face me you guys can check that out too all right <laughs> all right let's get into the ufc i was teaching class so i didn't catch all of the fights i got there at about the time of the dumas and fremd fight and i gotta tell you man i gotta tell you the ufc surely knows how to cut a promo these guys know how to cut a promo and make their dudes look like invincible space monster warrior fighters guys like i don't even know what was going on. this dumas 
the the promo they put together for him to hype up this guy for the fight, he looked like the most athletic, unstoppable fighter I've ever seen. <laughs> and then he gets out there and he just did not perform anywhere near what his highlight reel looked like. Now Josh Fremd uh, fought hard, looked good, handed that guy his first loss, of course. But yeah, I guess maybe it's a situation of Sal's make matchups. That's what that's just always frustrating sometimes, right? I don't want to sound like too much of a, a sour grapes, <laughs> but some guys get a fight guys who aren't very good. Some guys fight guys who are kind of gimme fights, and when they have those gimme fights. They come up with uh, highlight reel knockouts and finishes. Hmm, wow. I never would have suspected that. But some guys fight nothing but killers and savages and top 10 guys. And it's really hard to get finishes and highlight finish type moves on, on guys who are top 5, type 10. It's, it's difficult. But... Sometimes it's it just matters if you did it. It doesn't matter who you did it against. It's like, shoot, why don't I go fight old ladies and then suplex a bunch of old ladies and then I'll have an awesome highlight reel of super, suplexing old ladies. And be like, well, well, you are suplexing old ladies. No one cares. They just care about the suplex. They just want the suplex. Let's see the back. Let's see the back arch, bro. Let's go. See the back arch. No one cares. <laughs> no one cares. Oh. See, I'm not the only one. Thank God agrees. He said, I like to see Bader have Jones. He said, bah, bah. <clears throat> I can't speak. Vanguard says, I'd like to see Bader versus Jones at heavyweight. There we go. Got it out. Yeah. Yep, you got it. That's right. Rattlesnake says, ha ha, just suplex an old lady. There you go. They'll be like, I'm the greatest. I'm the greatest fighter. I just walk up in supermarkets and knock people out. I'm the greatest fighter of all time. I have an awesome, sick knockout reel highlight finish. And be like, I'm the I'm the best, most undefeated. You remember that guy who was going around doing that to people? Like, hey, man, you, you want to spar? You want to work? And give him some gloves. And then he'd go, like, ape shit on him, hit him as hard as he could. And he counted that as, like, a win of a street fight. I think that was, I think that was a thing. Tell, tell me that was a thing. Don't tell me that was, like, another Mandela effect thing that I made up. Oh, man. This is uh, shots fired, James. Why? Why, James? Why? He says, champs and other promotions probably would be lower half top 10 or 15 in UFC until they get more fight experience in the UFC. See, this is the, this is the myth of the, the UFC superiority and ability. Seriously. I mean, we just saw Adesanya get knocked out by some guy with two, one UFC fight, two UFC fights coming from where? You know, uh, who else? Chandler and other people, Gaethje, people who just jumped on over and were right there, right in the mix, right away. Sorry, but there's a lot of perception that's gone around the UFC's 
um, abilities. Their whole their whole thing is a narrative. Uh, going back to the fights. Going back to the fights. Uh, Asun Cal lost, but he decided to hang it up. 19 years of competing. Said that's enough. 10 losses. He's out. He doesn't want to go. I don't, yeah, I was at eight losses. I don't want to go double digits. I don't want that. <laughs> and this heavyweight fight was amazing. Carl Williams and Lucas uh, Brzezinski. Uh, Brzezinski, I've seen him fight before. Moves pretty well for a big guy. Was not expecting Carl Williams to pick him up and throw him around the cage like that. Williams um, needs to work on cardio, but he's got big power, big strength. He can wrestle, can throw uh, big, strong punches. He's going to be fun to watch. He's a little bit more, he looks like a little bit smaller heavyweight, but he's got the power, man. That was a fun, that was a fun little little fight watching him throw down. Um, Petrino and Turk Jackalil, Anton Turkjakli, 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 Turkjakli. They put a J at the end of the name, man. I'm sorry. I'm doing my best. <laughs> but Vitor and uh, Anton. Vitor was throwing uh, power everything. Petrino, power everything. This was a fun, this was a fun fight. This is a really fun fight. It was it was kind of a not sloppy, but they were all over the place. They're they're all all in it to win. Both guys were were uh, pulling everything out of the bag, trying to come out on top in that fight. It was a fun fight. And it was uh, light heavyweight, so they need some light heavyweights that are going to be in there to stir things up and fight hard every minute of every exchange. Bautista with the win over Kennedy. Nurmagomedov, uh, no relation to the other Nurmagomedovs, lost to Martinez. And Martinez came to fight, bro. Like Martinez really was impressive. It was really impressive. He fought. He fought for every second, every second of every exchange. He never gave up on the positions. He kept fighting all the way through it. It was a close. It was a close fight. It was close, but he he. Uh, I'm not mad at that decision at all. It was uh, it was fun, man. He dug down deep. He really did. We get into the main, 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 main fights. Top three fights, I would say, of the night. Uh, as far as like heft, according to their weight and their how everything else is going to fold and play out. But Krylov got the fight with Span. They had to move up a little weight because the fight got delayed because of uh, Krylov's sickness. But Krylov, man, he came out came out really well. Was able to dominate. Got to the uh, the triangle. Finished the triangle. It was nice. Smell, smell my balls while you go unconscious and tap out. <laughs> it's not a fun one. Volkov. Volkov is one of the heavyweights that I always enjoy kind of fight, watching fight because he's got one of these, he's just one of those big guys. He's just a big person, big, huge person, looks kind of like a giant. And, um, you know, with that fight with, with Brunson. Where he kind of got tired and gassed and knocked out late in the fight, you know, I think that kind of like halted some of his movement towards fighting for a title, maybe. But Volkov's a huge dude, and 
I, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't expecting him to walk through Romanov like that either. But he had big, heavy punches. Was able to manhandle him with the grappling stuff too. Main event. Main event. And uh, Mirab was an animal the whole fight through. Divshavili was on Peter Yan like white on rice. Just would not, would not get off him. Uh, would punch his way into a shot, punch his way into a clinch, put him in the fence. Just, just there was no separation between the two. He was in his face the whole time. Uh, he was making Peter Yan smell his lunch. He was making him smell his lunch. He was burping and smelling, making him smell his lunch. I like it. I like that kind of pressure. I like that being all over the guy in his face, using the striking to do damage and, and setting up the takedowns. Marab looked fantastic. Um, it'll be interesting to see what's next because there's a lot of things backing up the the belt in that that weight class. Let's see what's up with Marab. Hopefully, they move him closer to a title, maybe. Peter Yan is in desperate times. He's in a desperate spot. He's lost, I think, four of his last five fights, something like that. He's in a bad skid. And for somebody who's as tough as he is, they can't, they can't be good. They can't be good. Winning is contagious. Losing is contagious. Right? We learned that from Dr. Peterson and the lobsters. <laughs> But we all know that. If you're into sports and you've been around sports for a long time, it's it's contagious, man. If you start you start making bad choices and you start making mistakes and you start losing, it can become quicksand, man. It just sucks you down, sucks you into a hole, and you ain't getting out unless you make some some serious um, changes with what's going on. And really, with, with Peter Yan, maybe the only thing that's going on with him is like the level of competition is stepped up. <clears throat> you know, everybody's always getting better. Everybody's always leveling up. Maybe a, a year, a year's time aged Peter Yan, and he missed it. He's getting past his sweet spot. We'll see. Maybe he's just hitting a skid. Maybe it's just a short skid. Let's hope it's a short skid. He's got a lot more fights left in him still. Oh, I've got the thing on still. <clears throat> mm, Spidey sense says, I'm starting to think Nurmagomedov is a smith in Dagestani. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, no win in the Vietnamese. <clears throat> yep. <clears throat> He's a monster, dude. Volkov is a monster. Lee the Fleet is saying, I was shocked how he towered over DC. Because DC's 5'10, 5'11. This guy's ridiculous. 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 Just a huge person, huge individual. I, I, you know, if you were like a little two year old and you saw that person walking, you would think that giants exist. Giants are real because that's a giant to you. You know, when you're like a foot tall, you're just starting to walk. You see something. Hey, Jesus, what is going on? It's got like birds on his shoulders.
in Spidey sense. Five eleven for heavyweight. Mike Tyson was five eleven. But nowadays you're right. Five eleven is 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 a midget. Five eleven is five eleven today is what now the nineties five two used to be. In sports, at least. Because everybody, everybody, the shortest guy in the basketball te team is like seven feet tall now. Jesus. <laughs> like you don't you don't you haven't seen an increase of guys like Muggsy Bogues playing the game. You see a decrease. More and more bigness. Lee the flea with the prediction, maybe. Jan versus Cruz. Lee the flea says Jan versus Cruz. You think so? Cruz which Cruz? Dominic, Dominic still moonlighting as a fighter. He's not doing the full-time commentating thing now. He's got great hair. He just needs to stick to the commentating, I think. I got great hair, too. Mm. That's really the only reason I'm doing this, guys. Growing my hair out, I'm trying to get a, a hair product deal. Oh. Like some old man hair deal. Oh, I whacked the mic. Huh? You can be old like me and have luxurious hair. Just do these five simple things. My new, my new uh, course. No, my uh, new program is practical self defense, and that's almost done. <laughs> I said that last week, but. I had a busy week. I didn't quite get the sales stuff written. You got to do like a, a sales page or whatever. I don't know. I just, I'll have it. It's coming. It's coming. I'll get out there so you guys can be safer. All right. It's coming. Hmm. <laughs> Spidey Sense says, I pass kids that are coming home from high school and they all seem six foot plus. Depends on uh, what area you're in. But yeah, it really, really is. A lot. There's a lot of big, tall kids. But the, the thing, too, though, is there's a lot of, they're soft. Have you ever noticed that? There's a lot of big, tall kids today. They're heavier, but they're soft. Like they don't, they're just not hard bodied. Like when we were kids, we were teenagers, even the kids who weren't like jocks and athletes, they were still, <clears throat> they were still like ripped guys or still jacked people. You know, they still were outside with their wife beaters on playing Frisbee and stuff. <laughs> you know, like it wasn't gelatinous gobs of goo with their Minecraft sweatshirts that my children have. <laughs> man, man. Time for man. I've been putting the man bun on. The man buns have been worn during uh, my class that I teach, and when I'm teaching privates, when I lift, sometimes I put the. It's a ponytail, but I guess it counts as a man bun. Yeah. Ha. James says maybe you can get the winner of Edwards Usman, bro. I'm like two twenty six today. Like two twenty six. That's not happening. It's not happening at all. Spidey Sense says, I wonder if it's an evolutionary thing coming from parents who gorged on high-carb food. Maybe this is nature's solution. 
Uh, I don't know. I think having a lot of um, a lot of food available, a lot of sustenance available to people, it's easier to get food. I think being able to eat and having excess calories, I think that has a big part to do with it. You know, the more calories you have, the more more uh, you know building blocks. I guess your body has to to make more stuff. I think that could have a lot to do with it. Uh, but who knows? Maybe, um, maybe global warming's changing the uh, air pressure, and the air pressure is getting lighter, so we don't have as much pressure pushing us down, and we're getting taller. <laughs> maybe that's uh, my conspiracy theory. But yeah, this too. James is saying all the processed food. Who know who knows what it's doing to us? I'm not necessarily saying it's good. Like getting taller may not be a good thing. It might actually be a negative thing. Being too tall, you know. I just think of, um, you know, like my dog's big. At some point, he's gonna have trouble moving around, walking around. Like big people have problems. You don't see, you don't see a lot of old guys who are seven, six. You know, how many seven foot tall six guys do you know who are ninety years old? seems like it's just a lot of uh a lot of stress a lot of stress and pressure on the body to keep moving keep working i don't know i think i don't know i think six six foot 220 is a good benchmark i want to try to keep that for a while then when i get old i can get down to like 190 and be a jacked 190 90 year old Double biceps uh, with my diaper on. Yeah. I'll do double biceps while the nurse wipes me. <laughs> I guess I'll, I won't need a nurse. I'll have my girlfriend will still be around. She'll be so much younger. that I'll be old and she'll still be young and hot. <sighs> she won't have a problem wiping me down. That's love. Um... Yeah. Spidey sense saying large versions of animals usually comes with high oxygen environments. We don't have that. So you could see spikes in circulation issues. Mm. All righty. All right. So next fight card is UFC 286. UFC 286 we got Leon Edwards and Carmen Usman. The the three peat. The three peat, right? The third fight. They're one and one. Usman dominated most all of the fight. Usman pretty much dominated every minute <clears throat> of the fight that they've had in both fights up until the kick. Up until the kick. Usman has won every, about every second of every minute of every round of every fight that they've had. It's just that one, maybe four second blip of time that Usman made a mistake and Edwards was able to sneak that kick and over the top into the dome and take the belt. So, who you got? <laughs> who you got? 
You got Usman, <clears throat> slow and steady wins the race, or are you going to go with the sniper, Leon Edwards? You think Leon Edwards is going to be able to snipe Cameron Usman twice? You think Lightning is going to strike twice? Or has, has Leon Edwards improved enough since their last fight to make sure that Usman can't take him down, or at least if he is taken down, he's guaranteed to get back up to his feet quickly. Has, has he improved that much in that short of amount of time? Because it hasn't been that long since they fall last, has it? Has it been a year, six months? How long? <clears throat> I guess I could always look. They fought August. Yep, August, August 20th. <laughs> so, yep. I don't know. I don't know if that's enough time for him to have developed all the skills he needs to. Because he had years, he had years from the last time they fought, and he still wasn't able to stop the takedown. He still wasn't able to get up easily. So we'll have to we'll have to see. Then Justin Gaethje is also fighting. Rafael Faziz, Faziv. That's gonna be a fun fight. That's gonna be a, that's gonna be good. It's gonna be a good fight. That's gonna be interesting. Who you guys got? Who you guys got um with Gaethje and Fazeev. Because I, I mean I, I gotta go with Gaethje. My gut says Gaethje, but he's got he's got wear and tear. Gaethje's got wear and tear. He's he's been through it. He's been through it to say the least. So he's got he's got some chips out of that chin. He hasn't got to the point where it's chinny at all. Yeah, Spidey, he's pretty great. Gaethje's pretty great to watch. He's been pretty great. <laughs> he's been pretty great. Yeah, I must say, ever since ever since um World Series of fighting. Yeah, he was fun. He was fun to watch then. It's fun to watch now. Um will he be able to continue with the kind of wild gunslinger style that that we've all come to love, or is he gonna have to get way more technical? Because he did he kind of did he kind of tightened it up. He kind of tightened it up for a minute. Is he going to go back? Are we going to see technical Gaethje? Or are we going to see um, bar fight Gaethje? Gaethje should have been in, in um, what do you call it? Roadhouse. Gaethje should have been in Roadhouse, too. That should have been Gaethje right there. He's more of a Roadhouse bouncer. Uh, Vittori uh, Dolidze should be interesting. I mean, I don't know. I, I think this is kind of a, a gatekeeper fight for Vittori to let Dolidze into the topper echelon because I don't, I don't see Vittori challenging for a title anytime soon, you know? <laughs> who else? Who else? Who else? That's most of the... Uh, Fights I can think of that we'll be watching. All right, that's those fights. That's those fights. 
All right, guys. So, what's the word? How how many fighters do you think are out there that could potentially challenge for UFC titles? Who 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 definitely would be able to compete at a high level in the UFC against those guys, but they're not allowed to for one reason or another. They can't get that contract. There's not enough room on the payroll for them, whatever. But it has nothing to do with their skill set. It has nothing to do with, well, this guy should be number 15 in the world. Or this guy should be number nine in the world. It has nothing to do with that. It always has to do, it just has to do with one promoter's control of fighters' rank, their title, and uh, ascension. Kind of, it kind of, it's just a big, big wrench that prevents anything from happening. Well, prevents a lot of things that need to happen from happening. <clears throat> K Rhino the King says, "How is that antitrust lawsuit going, John?" Uh, you can keep up with that uh, at UFCClassActionLawsuit.com. Uh, you go jump down that, and there's links on there to that too. So you can keep up, read about everything, inform yourself that way you can know. But we're still waiting for the written decision from the judge, Judge Burworth. He's already said he's pretty much going to give us class certification. He's going to say we're all damaged in the same way. He was waiting on a trial to finish that had something to do with tuna fish and price fixing. So he was waiting to see if those guys could be sued for damaging people the same way. They they threw away the appeal of that, so we're clear with our lawsuit. We're just waiting for that decision. Hopefully any day that will be released. But we also have uh, Mark Wayne Mullen, who was a congressperson who helped introduce the bill, uh, the Muhammad Ali Extension uh, Act. We want to expand the Muhammad Ali Act and cover multiple um, uh, fight sports, combat sports within it. And now that he is uh, a senator, Mark Wayne Mullen is a senator now. Now we have a senator who's introducing the bill and pushing the bill. We're going to have even better um, results. We're going to have a better time. It's a co-bipartisan uh, bill, both sides. of people on both sides of the on the, both sides of the aisle who are ready to sign, who have signed, who are in support. We're making things happen. We're moving things along. Nobody has ever done as much for MMA than the class action, than the, than the, than the uh, Fighters Association, the guys in the Fighters Association. Nobody, people, oh, we rose awareness, we fought, and nobody's done anything that's moved the needle in any way except for us. Pat our backs. Do it. We're the best. <laughs> yo, alrighty, Pat. Yo, what's up, dude? With the super chat, says late to the party. Just trying to support the brand. Cheers, thanks, bro. Appreciate you, Pat. Yo, <clears throat> with the alien symbol. King Rado de King says, uh, you, sh you and all the legitimate UFC fighters are supposed to be getting paid multi-billions just like those who do the most dangerous jobs of mining resources need to be paid that much money per year. 
Um, not billions, but yeah, fifty percent of the revenues. We should be able to have a big. Um, should have had a big cut. We had a lot of money that was not given to us, and then the residuals. Like these guys, they still make money off of those old fights. Like guys who fought Mark Coleman's fights are still on Fight Pass. People can still watch them. They will still show highlights and and key them and push them or whatever. They'll still make money off of those fights. You know, it's like a musician who makes a song, writes a song, and now the record company owns every part of it and all the money that is made off of it. It's it's ridiculous that the fighters don't get to keep <laughs> some of their creation. Spidey Sense, that was actually, I had the nickname Tuna Fitch in school for a little bit. When they, uh, the too legit, too legit to quit. Yep. Tuna fish, tuna fish to quit. Yeah. That was the, that was the go-to song. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> yes, Andrew Keen. he says, is it true you're going to be on the, tough season one what happened yeah i was i was at the airport waiting to go they it was all arranged everything was done i had uh my bags packed bags were on the plane i had quit my jobs i i had somebody looking after my room somebody looking after my dog everything was set it was ready to go and i was at the airport eating a sandwich and they're like yo don't get on the plane we don't need you bye <laughs> i was like what they had one of their little 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 lower level nobody's call to hell too. It wasn't even like a producer or nothing. So he had no idea what to say. I was like, what do you mean? I was like, I'm sitting at the airport. He's like, oh yeah, you probably shouldn't get on that plane because they'll have to fly you back standby. <laughs> I was like, no, so if I fly there, they're not even gonna like give me a flight back or gonna fly standby. Like, you motherfuckers are it's cold, man. When they're done with you, they're done. They're just, yep, it's hot, cold, man. You're the greatest thing, and you're amazing. And, oh, my God, look at you. Oh, yeah, shake our hands. And, oh, wow. And then, oh, no, get him out of here. Tell him not to come. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Tough 12 was cool. I mean, we just kind of showed up. We stayed at, like, um, uh, extended stay, ho apartment, hotel slash thingy. I was only there for a week. Um, met the guys, worked out there like two workouts a day. It wasn't wasn't anything too crazy, yeah. But then again, I understand now that crazy sells, and you got to put one over, and it's all pro wrestling. So it's not about you know a documentary. It's not about being accurate, being being authentic. It's about putting on a show. So like. I should have done crazy shit. <laughs> I should have like done something crazy just to make the show more spicy. Show up in my underwear or something. Got to wrestle in my thong. We're going takedowns. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know. Get drunk. Yeah, I should have pounded a, pounded a bottle of whiskey before I went in and worked out with the guys. Made an ass of myself. Then I'd be super rich and famous because of that show. <laughs> They'd invite me on all kinds of other reality shows to get wasted and act like a dick. 
It's like it's it's wild what society rewards you for. <laughs> yeah, that was the thing is they did they it wasn't about fighters, it wasn't about skill. They needed some they needed some guy to get beat up. They needed some like loser guy. They picked him to be that guy. Yeah. Oh, man. Pat Yo says, I honestly thought fighters get paid years after their fights. After hearing your take is sad. Hard to support a sport that doesn't appreciate the people that built their business. All those guys who fought and bled, got brain damage, got their bodies broken, in all of those events that led up to UFC signing those big deals and then Zufa selling for all those, all that money, all those billions of dollars, it was built on the back of fighters. It was built on their backs. Without them, there is nothing. There's nothing. It's, it's the one factor that if you don't have those guys, you don't have anything. If you didn't have Dana or UFC or whatever, there's a lot of arguments to be said that we still have MMA, that the sport would still survive, that they would have grown somewhere because it's awesome and people love watching fights. I'd make that argument. I don't think we needed the UFC for the sport to be popular and for guys to make money. I don't think they needed them at all. You know, you know, you know. All right, guys. It's uh, about that time. I had a uh, wonderful time talking with y'all. I think that is a code for a Oh, my website. That's a QR code for the website right there. You can do all kinds of cool stuff on the website. So maybe check that out. All righty. Make sure you're going to johnfish.net. Sign up for the newsletter. Okay. It's very important that you sign up for the newsletter, johnfish.net. That one right there. Yep. I got robot dogs. Your robot dog shirts. Check those out. You'll enjoy them. Robot dog shirts are pretty great. And um, you can see all of the stuff I have, the accessories right here. We can we can go um, to all, all products and let you look at these too. Mm -hmm. This is just, uh, this is nice right here. You can see all the wonderful products, which is the best to do this you don't get to see all the layout though huh there you go all right <clears throat> so you can see there's a large selection don't let gravity uh win fight back lift shirts right there you can see uh they look they really pop with the black you can tell um the blue looks nice i got the the face i got the uh the trucker face my long hair and my beard i got stuff for your your chica we also got the alpha bro stuff you know for all the alpha bros who like to do alpha bro stuff and hang out and be alpha bros we got those we got those alpha bros we got the obey shirts 
so that you can get ready for the robot dog takeover because they're coming. They're going to ask for your papers and tell you your credit score. It's your fault. Mugs, stickers, and shirts to let you know whose fault it is. In case you forget, it's a... Uh, that's absolute, complete ownership of things, guys. And then the Fitch Smash logo, it's a good-looking logo, guys. It really is. I got kids' stuff, hoodies, mugs, mouse pads. I got the short hair and little beard face also. I got the, uh, the tattoo shirt with the Fitch Smash logo emblem underneath. That's the sacrifice, the gise. It says sacrifice on it. We got the other Fitch Smash logo. We got you covered, guys. You don't ever have to go shirtless again. You don't ever have to be without a shirt. I got you covered with the shirt. See it? I got you covered, guys. All right. Make sure you guys check them out. Like, share, subscribe. Tell everybody. I got the robot dog shirt on right now just in case they come in through the garage door when I'm recording. I don't want any trouble. I'm hoping they see the other robot dog and they're like, oh, he's one of us. That's what I'm hoping. All right. Thanks for watching, guys. I'll check you all later.